Hi, fellow lawsters, uh, aspiring authors and um, viewers. Today we have Joe Garrick, an interesting author from, um, you know, North Carolina, the United States of America. And um, uh, we <laughs> happily welcome Joe Garrick to LOL season two. Over to Danya for a proper introduction. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, Joe Garrick is the author of uh, Who's Who is That? Billy the Dentist and the Best Bigger Book. Joe is a North Carolina native who grew up in Hickory, uh, NC, and um, attended the Appalachian State University. Joe currently works as the Director of Business Development for a full service digital marketing agency, agency based in Charleston. Joe is also an aspiring custom hat maker, occasional wedding officiant, and a new dad. Joe has always had a love for music, especially rap and hip hop. Though Joe's hip hop career hasn't quite taken off yet, he thought mm -hmm. it would be nice to transition his creative skills into a different avenue that mm -hmm. will hopefully reach a lot of people. Joe loves to make others laugh, and the goal of all his books are to do just that. What does it take to make your readers laugh? Uh, what do you do to make your readers laugh? Let's let's begin there, and from there we can take it on. <clears throat> so, what does it take to make the readers laugh? Well, I think it's always important to find something that people can relate to. If people can relate to it, they can understand to it. Then they, you know, they feel like it's a part of them, or they're welcome, or you know, it's it's something that they can recognize. Um, you know, we all like to be a part of something. And so rhyming is always important. Um, I, at least I have found, um, especially in, uh, you know, the children's book space and, you know, a little bit, you know, talking about my bio is since I love rap and hip hop, I've always had some skill in that space. Um, and that was why it was easier for me to transition into children's books. So, you know, the, my books are about all different kinds of things from the ABCs and animals to what kind of feet they have to a book about a dentist uh, that was actually a project for a friend of mine. And then the, th the third one currently um, is about all the different flavors of bagels. And that was also going to be a project for someone else um, that, um, you know, they got so busy, I decided I was just going to take it on and run with it. So, um, you know, I think the images are important. Yeah. You know, I get a lot of compliments on the artwork and I don't, um, I don't do the illustrations. Now, when I have, when I write a book, I typically put together a description of what I want these characters to be doing. And then, um, you know, the illustrators bring it to life. And my illustrators are from all over the world. They happen to all be ladies. Uh, one is from Brazil, who lives in Berlin. One is from Mexico City. And one was a grad student um, here from uh, one of the art schools in the States. Um, and I like, you know, when I look at it as like a partnership and I let them open up a little bit. Um, you know, sometimes I may be very detailed in that description. Sometimes I'm not. So that's key. But, you know, when you make things rhyme, people tend to find those things funny. You're like, oh, wow, that makes sense. And then it comes to, you know, being witty and a little bit of wordplay. Um, and, you know, how do you make a, a joke out of it? You know, one of my books is... Um, talks about a llama right mm -hmm. and stomping at books but this llama who you know her favorite club is drama 
Mm-hmm. So people can relate to, oh, you know, it's dramatic or it's in, you know, a class in school or something like that. Just mm-hmm. something that takes real world experiences and puts it in with humor, um, you know, to relate to the kids. Do you have the book with you? Can you read a bit yes. to us? How, what, how do you, I mean, any part of the book um, to get us, for us to know, you know, you can show sure. us. Sure. This is oh. this was the first book I wrote, um, mm-hmm. and it's called Whose Book Is That? And this is about the ABCs animals and what kind of feet they have. Mm-hmm. Now, I chose feet just because I thought it would be funny, and there's so many ABC books out there. Um, I needed something that would stand out, and I knew that if I went with the ABCs, the platforms kind of you know kind of already laid out there for me. I could find animals that start with these letters. I could do a little bit of research to see if they have toes or hooves or claws, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and there is actually an audio video that goes along with this okay. of me reading it through 90s hip hop, which is on my website at joegarrickschildrensbook.com. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So let's just, you tell me, pick a letter and I'll read it. doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Pick a letter. Daniel. Of course I have an X. Of course I have an X. That's like I feel like that's like the challenge from everybody. Okay. <laughs> so X, I'll show you the picture as well. Um, so if I get to here. So here here is the X. I know how well you okay. can see it. Okay. Um, yes. It says X is for Xander and Xander is a zine. That's an Arctic bird you may have never seen. Xander likes to eat bugs and he has wings that can flap. He might dance on his two feet when he hears eggs are the snack. Okay. Um, <laughs> Very cute. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I have Y open. I'll pull it up here. But uh, Yosef is young and he's also a yak who wears a big shaggy coat from his front to his back. If you can't see him, he may be out having a ponder where he traveled on his four hooves to go yodel out yonder. So I try to use a lot of alliteration, too, in my books. I've been told that that's great for, uh, I think, the term is phonological learning and helping kids, um, you know, with, yeah. with yeah. learning to read. Okay, that's so, very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little bit about, you know, the process. And we had, we had spoken about that. So I spent so much time doing research and trying to figure this out. And I'm still learning, you know, and I'm coming up on... Um, in November, I will have been selling my books for two years. I don't know how many I will have written by that point, but right now it would be five. So, you know, as we spoke at the beginning of this call, I have two new ones that I'm in the process of working on. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm still learning. I'm still learning the process. I'm still trying to find better ways to get my books out to the masses. Um, I do a lot of my sales at local markets and a lot of what sells it is me because I try to make it a very fun experience um, for the person who's buying it. Now, I want people to love the book, and I hope that they find the humor and that they can appreciate it. And I'd love to have my books be who Dr. Seuss is here or Shel Silverstein, like just, you know, for years and years to come, people are purchasing these. But it takes a lot of work. I spend a lot of weekends out selling and doing this. Um, Yeah, a lot of free time uh, doing that. You know, I'd say... It can. It depends. You know, typically it's two to three Saturdays a month on top of my normal job. And then, you know, in the holiday season, I will work 30 days in a row if I can and get out. sell so, because the book market tends to really slow down at the beginning of the year. Um, 
one thing that I always share, people always have lots of questions and I do try to be helpful. I've also put together a little bit of a course um, where I can talk through the process with people that they can purchase and, and talk to me one on one to save them a lot of time. Um, but it only this teaches how I've done it myself. Uh, but the one thing I always tell everybody is write the book first. You can get so hung up on trying to figure out, you know, where do I find an illustrator? How do I find an editor? Where do I produce a book? And if you worry about all that stuff ahead of time, you'll you'll find reasons to doubt yourself and then ultimately to not do it. You know, when I started doing this process, I was always an idea person. I would just always come up with what I thought were these great ideas. And I was always, you know, I've been known like amongst my friends, like I was very funny and like, you know, I guess like a class clown, love the social element. Um, but I was never a doer. I just was somebody who would come up with the, with the idea and then never execute. So I said in 2020, my wife was going to London for three months for a work project. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to figure this out while she's gone. And then I did. And then I learned how to replicate the process, um, you know, a few more times. So, um, and I love doing, it. you know, to date, uh, I started selling books in November of 2020. Uh, was my first book. My second book came uh, towards the end of summer of 2021. And then the bagel book came. Uh, I didn't receive it until December 14th, which was tough because of supply chain issues. Um, so, you know, I'm still catching up on selling this stuff. But um, I've sold just over 6,000 copies of my books. Um, That's but a good number. Yeah, no, no, it's it's great. I'm very proud of it, but it's still a lot of work. I mean, I'm, I've got an event tomorrow and uh, then I'm going on vacation with my family and I'll try to go to the bookstores down there and sell it while I can. Um, it's it's a lot of work. So what I tell people, you know, you're not going to get rich from this overnight. Now, maybe you are the person who gets in and a publisher takes you on and you get on the New York Times bestseller or whatever the equivalent is, you know, throughout the world. But um you know, you have to be patient. And I struggle with that sometimes. You know, I, you know, some people would be like, wow, look at your success, look what you've done. And for me, it's like, you know, I'm not where I think I'm capable of being yet. And that motivates me and that drives me. And on those days when I have to get up super early in the morning to be out at a market or I spend the whole day away from my family doing that, you know, like we talked about earlier, I'm a new father, um, you know, that's a sacrifice. Uh, but it, you know, provides us opportunity to do some different things for me to continue doing these books. And, you know, I try to get on, you know, as many podcasts as I can. And I have somebody who's filming a documentary about me right now, which I was very humbled oh. by the experience. Yeah. Which is kind of neat. Um, you know, uh, two months ago I was on the news, um, you know, telling my story a little bit, but you have to promote yourself and, you know, marketing and advertising is huge. Um, to be honest, I could be doing a better job of it. Um, it's a balance of time. Uh, if you know social media, you know, figure figure that out. I mean, I know TikTok is the way of the world now and, and you can really do it that way. I've got to jump on in. I just it's not I could stand and talk in front of thousands of people and be fine. But I always get a little uncomfortable, like videoing myself. Um, <laughs> So, you know, there's so many different ways to go about producing and publishing books. You know, when we spoke, you asked me about if I'm on Amazon and the answer is not right now. And I may take that path moving forward. I, I have some people that I've met along the way that are doing that. And so 
I'm going to, I ask questions and I learn from them. And that's something I always tell people is like, ask, you never know. Um, mm -hmm. And I have people who've gone with publishers. I have, uh, you know, people like myself who've self-published and, you know, when you're starting out, you got to do most of the work. It really doesn't matter which route you go. Now, there are tricks to Amazon and Etsy where I sell my books on how to become bestsellers. And, you know, that's in my course and I share some of that stuff. But just because you're on these sites doesn't mean you're going to become a bestseller and, you know, that the world's going to be there. It does make it, you know, more easily accessible, um, especially for you know, Amazon, because it, then you can, you know, get things all over the world. It's a little bit more difficult where I am, but um, I haven't had a lot of international sales so far, but I'm sure after this podcast, it's going to shoot through the roof, right? That's, you know, I'm assuming. Um, so it's, you know, you have to believe in yourself. You have to do the work yourself. Um, and there's a lot of upfront costs doing it this way. Can you, know, you share with us, can you share with us um, your experience from the reader's side, meaning uh, you come across a child who has read it, enjoyed it. She comes and talk, uh, shares her experience with you. Have you had such experiences? Sure. I've Please had experiences share with like us. That. Yeah, I've had experiences like that. I have uh, some people who continue and they just love my work. And they're like, whenever the new book comes, we don't care what it's about. We'll buy it. I've done projects with schools uh, where I read to classes mm. anywhere from, mm. you know, grade school, elementary, all the way up through high school. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten thank you notes, which is very, um, it's very humbling. You know, it's nice to know. And some of them are very genuine and, the, and those things make the difference. But I had somebody share a story with me about the bagel book recently where um, the kids make a game out of it and they want to go uh, try every bagel that's in the book mm -hmm. and go to every, you know, every time they go get a bagel. So, um, you know, that's, that's pretty neat. Um, but people love it. They want to read it. The funny thing is sometimes the kids, uh, I've had some friends tell me this, they, the kid loves a book, but they just want to see my picture in the front. <laughs> and, look at, and look at that. Um, so, you know, but it's, again, it's, it's funny and it's rhyming when I'm out, you know, when I'm out selling. So the who's hoof that I showed you earlier is my bestseller. It's my first book. I tell everybody it's my golden child. Um, I always ask the people when they come by, you know, what their child's name is, because there's a good chance a kid's name is in there. But if it's uh -huh. not, I tell them every letter of that kid's name is in this book. Because obviously it's about <laughs> yeah, so again, finding, the, yeah. finding the humor, you know, yeah. uh, those things relate. And I have my sales pitch down when I'm doing that. But yeah, I mean, you know, when somebody gives it as a gift or someone gives it as a smile and I'll have people come by and they either have the book or they were gifted the book and then they talk about how great, you know, it is. And, and that's really touching, you know, and as it, I start to build this brand and it's slow and I have to keep putting out the content, keep writing the books, but it's, uh, it's pretty neat to, to do that and have that experience. So I'm just hoping that it continues to grow and, you know, I can bring smiles to people's faces as I do this. Well, all of your books have audio versions of, uh, Nope, just the first one. Um, I've thought that's something I've thought about doing with the others, but it's, um, it's a lot of work and I had somebody help me out for free on the first one. I don't know if that would be the case moving forward. Um, so sometimes it's kind of a trade off because they use it and it draws traffic to their site as well. Um, I love that people love that it's a big selling point. I always try to start out with the thought process that I'm going to do that. Um, You'll notice with my books, all the rhyming patterns are the exact same. 
because I want people to engage and understand. Again, this is kind of going back to like a Dr. Seuss. You know how to read his books, and I want people to know how to read mine. Um, so I want to do that, but it's not always easy to match up, you know, the uh, the the musical element to that and stay on cadence with it. Maybe that's why my career hasn't taken off, you know, as a professional rapper, and I haven't, you know, been over to, to your side of the world on a on a tour to perform. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's uh it's a fun process. It's a lot of work, but you know, I just try to think outside the box and do something different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Got it, got it. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you something. Uh, you said like when you read the uh, pages of your book, the words were a little heavy, like they were, they were big words. So for a kid to read it, it could be a little tough one. Uh, we discussed that it is for me. Parents who read it to the kids, for them to have fun with it, along with teaching the kids something. Can you talk about that? Sure. So, you know, a lot of people, when they come up and they ask me about my books and they want to know, well, which one would be best for somebody who is X years old, right? Mm -hmm. However they old they are. And I give the same answer all the time. And I tell people these books are good. I tell people the age range is zero to 10. And the reason that I say that is, well, to be honest, I don't want to, I don't want to exclude you. I don't want to give people a reason to say no. Right. But um, in all seriousness, I tell people at zero to 10 because some kids are very advanced. Some kids are on schedule and some kids are behind and I don't want to exclude anybody. Um, people buy these books as a gift. They think it's very, you know, it's a neat thing to have the author sign it. And I think that's a big thing of what sells when I sell them in person because they get to meet me and they sign them. Um, you know, with the larger words that goes back to being advanced you know, or helping someone learn to read. Um, alliteration is big with that, that I've been told. And again, they're rhyming. So if you know the book's going to rhyme, it'll kind of make sense sometimes. Um, with the first book, excuse me, that is where the um, audio comes along. So with that one, you could literally read along with me reading it. So if you're not sure how to pronounce the words, um, you can, you know, hear it from me directly. So it, it does help with the parents and, um, you know, for them being able to read to the kids and go along with it. Um, you know, I, I mean, I start, you know, I learned to read, at, you know, kindergarten or first grade. Um, I wouldn't say I'm the world's best reader. I'm actually a pretty slow reader myself. If you knew me growing up, you would have never thought I would have been somebody to write books. Like I was always like, funny and creative, but school was very tough for me. Um, I couldn't focus very well. I wasn't interested in it. I love the social side, you know, gym class, lunch, um, you know, getting out of school early to go hang out with friends. That was what I was best at. But the actual school itself was not not for me. So, um, you know, I want to make things um, easy to read. But, you know, it's always very important for me to make everything rhyme. And sometimes that's pretty difficult. So yes, and to yes. keep with the cadence. Yes. It is. Yeah. Usually, how children's books go are that they have some, they somehow like you know invite some form of a moral value or some form of message to those books. Do you do that, or are you just kind of trying to make them aware of things and find things on their own? So, you know, it's a great question. Um, okay, I'm going to kind of go through each book and then also the new ones that I'm working with. So the ABC books, you know, it starts out talking about some animals have 
let's see. Even though I've read this you know, thousands of times, I, I'll tell you what it says. It's like um, some animals have hooves that click and other animals have hooves that clack. So let's learn the alphabet together and find out who has hooves, feet, or even wings that flap. So I'm kind of like putting the message out there that we're going to learn about the animals and the ABCs themselves. And then at the end, um, you know, it talks about we've learned we made our way from A to Z. We've learned uh, we've learned the alphabet along with all kinds of feet. We hope you will come back and read with us again at least a few more times so you can visit with your friends. Um, in the bagel book, you know, I tell something about like this is a book Um you know, you want to sit at a table, you know, you should best be sitting at a table because what we're about to discuss are all the fun flavors of bagels. And then at the end, it's like, um, it basically says something without pulling it up. I know we're on limited time here, but, um, you know, bagel, you know, bagels are essentially great, but all bagels are meant to be shared. And you mm. put the thing out about sharing. Oh, but, so, the, okay. but the teeth, it's about taking care of your teeth, but then it's like you have this book for your appointment. So the next time you go there, so maybe it encourages a, a child to go to the dentist or looking forward to it or to not be scared, whatever. Okay. Um, my other two books, one is about, I told you it's going to be called It's Okay to Be You. It's about all different types of kids, and it's basically about inclusion and being kind and, and knowing that it's okay to, to be you when you see people that are different than you. Um, and then the other one is about grief, and that is to convey the message of, like, unfortunately, we all have to go through loss. Um, and, you know, it can be a, a family member, a friend, a pet, whatever. We all are going to experience it. It's the worst thing we have to do, but it's okay to be, get angry. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be sad. Um, and then, you know, hopefully with a message that, you know, you, you hopefully you'll see them again. You know, I don't try to push my views or values on anybody else, you know, believe what you believe or you're brought up to believe, but, you know, having these resources out there for people. So I want to have that message. You know, I think I always lead with, um, typically I lead with the humor and rhyming. Um, so people enjoy it because when you have a kid and you read to them at night, I, I'm doing this more and more and. Some books I read, I, you know, I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. And some of them, I'm like, how did this get published with a huge publishing agency? Like, <laughs> I, you know, and honestly, people make the same thing about mine. Um, so I, you know, I just want it to be a great experience. You know, the like how, I said, the, the two how, how was your uh, son's uh, response to your book? <laughs> did you well, he's read only, it? He's only, he's only four months old. Um, okay. <laughs> but, he, uh, but he loves them. He loves them. It's a, they're his favorite books. Okay. Uh, I actually have one in the works. It's, so my son's name is Leo. My dog's name is Theo. Oh. Yes, I get it mixed up every day, and that's my own fault. <laughs> but um, there's like a story of them meeting together, and I thought that was going to be the next book, but it didn't come to me as quick as the others did. So that's why I'm not. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, because, uh, like you said, because most of your themes are, it's more based on the rhyme than the others, and you want to set like a particular tone of how your books are to be conceived and how, you know, there's a consistent tone. Do you think that uh, restricts your creative freedom? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, it's making things rhyme makes it a little tougher, but, you know, when I'm motivated and I get going, like, this is where I get to express myself and be. And there are some when I write it or I, you know, I write like a portion of it and I'm like, wow, that was good. Like, I'm really proud of myself. 
And then there's some I'm like, well, now I'm just filling space and I don't feel good. So the first book I did a, um, uh, it was like a pod at a podcast studio that had video capability. So that's, that's why I was able to get in and do that. And it's for a local thing in North Carolina. Um, I don't have other audio versions for books. I would like to have that. Um, it's basically once the book is written, I've got to find time, schedule it, a place to do it, set the music to it. It's, it's just a lot of work and time commitment. And if I am able to do it for free, um, it's about an hour away from where I live. So not only do I have to schedule the time with them and work oh. out their schedule, figured out with my regular job, my wife, my other book events. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the next thing that we would like to know is see, uh, when you go through uh, uh, an agent or like, a, you know, like a publishing house, what happens is they will, even though they do not, uh, you know, pay or do a lot of market, marketing, they still have, uh, you know, the knowledge in the market space. Like, you know, the publisher will have their market space already. But for you to self-publish your book and find your own market reach and space, how did that work? Like, was it tougher? So, yes, I mean, it is tougher. I'm this is something I'm still learning. Um, I did speak to one publisher and we, you know, engaged for a while. We spoke about my first book um, and then I've spoken to other people who have gone through it. And obviously, like anything else, there's pros and cons. I'm not the expert on it. Um, You know, the publisher side, so I, I won't be able to probably share as much as somebody who worked with it works who has worked with them has um what i've learned is that a lot of times you go through the publisher the the pros are that they get you on all the big platforms like barnes and noble and target and some of these things online um not necessarily in store um and then the downside is you know you've got to handle the marketing you've got to produce the books through them, which can be very expensive compared to like, if you just do it all yourself, um, but you can reach a much bigger audience um, unless you, you do the marketing yourself. And a lot of times you got to do the marketing yourself. So I have someone I'm friendly with who lives in uh, Massachusetts. She is also an author. She went through a publisher. I went traditional. We both write children's books and we've kind of shared our experience. Um, and um you know, it's, t- I mean, there's just, you know, with the children's books or just books in general, right? There are millions and millions and millions. It is so competitive. It is so hard. You know, if you are not a recognizable name, it's very tough to get out there and it can happen. I mean, you can do it. You know, you have to be persistent. You have to have drive. I mean, you know, I, you can't, you know, not everybody's going to be the next JK Rawlings or Dr. <laughs> Seuss or, um, you know, whoever else it may be, uh, R.L. Stein, you know, to name a couple, but um, it doesn't mean it can't happen, you know, but you just have to be, you know, persistent. I mean, like I said, I'm, you know, I'm writing my, you know, fourth and fifth books and some of them are better than others. And I know that. And it's, and it is tough. Like, and it's a little, you know, uh, it's hard when it's not as good as the, the previous one, you know, even if you think it is. So, um but it feels good good every time you know you sell so and i you know i offer when i do them in person i offer deals so that that helps too Mm. so Uh, uh because how has uh social media helped you in your marketing or has it helped or are you just doing offline marketing almost all the time 
Okay, so I work in this industry, which I shouldn't even say because I don't do a good job of it. Um, I know how it works. I know what you have to do. So social media is key, and really it's what's going to make it. I'm slowly building a following. I mean, I mostly just do Instagram and Facebook. Um, I don't really utilize TikTok, but um, it's you know building the following, having content posts, like constantly doing it. You know, having multiple books helps, but people don't care about it. So that's why, like, I try to make the videos funny or something, you know, update when I'm going to be somewhere, when I'm doing something, um, you know, to to get the name out there. But I've got somebody who's actually I'm meeting with this week to take some pictures so I can update my websites and my Etsy page and have some material for some posting as well um, to get the to help get the name out there. And and has the social media marketing up to your sales? Like, has it shown any direct relevance to your sales? Yes. Um, people see it. We'll see a post. So they'll either, that means they're going to come out to the event where I'm going to be or it stays present. And then they'll say, oh, I've got to get a, I've got a baby shower I'm going to, or I've got a niece or nephew or something I want to get some books for. And because I always sign every copy of every book. Mm -hmm. Um you know, I hope that that becomes a problem one day because there's so many. But, um, you know, I, I hope to continue to always do that. Oh, brilliant. So I'm going to digress a bit. Is it going to be all the way uh, for you? Um, uh, you're going to write only for children? Or are you going to also plan to write for adults? Um, probably just children. To be honest, I don't think I'm smart enough to write for others. Like... But, My but, spelling, but writing for children is more tough, you know, tougher. Yeah, but I mean, my spelling is terrible. My grammar is probably even worse. Um, I can just make it rhyme and make sense and make it fun, and that works in kids' books. You know, I like <laughs> telling a whole story. I'll be typing an email for somebody at work. I'm like, man, I sound so smart. They're gonna definitely want to do business with me. This is great. And then, you know, I'll have my wife come in and, and read an email sometimes and she'll be like, what are you saying right now? Like, this is not good. Like, you can't say it like this. And so rhyming and making it fun is what works for me. Um, and so I think sticking with the kid side of it does that. You know, I know a big thing that people look for are books that can turn into a series. And, you know, maybe with Who's Hoof, you can make a series about the characters or something like I just go with an idea when it comes to me. You know, I get motivated, I get in the zone, and I do it. Um, so that's why the ideas aren't always consistent. But, um, you know, I, I mean, some of the greatest books out there right now are the top-selling books are literally just about noises animal makes, you know, things like that. So it's, uh, you never know. You never know. So can you tell us about your entire process? Like, how long does the writing take and how... How long do you take to con first conceptualize and then write and then, you know, make it into a book and then finally publish it? How long does this entire process take and how do you go about it? Like what is what comes next? next what comes after what? So I, I can share a lot of it. Some of it I got to, you know, keep secret because that's how I get people to come yeah, do yeah, my yeah. and learn is not like i don't know i mean like my first book probably took me two months the mm -hmm. second book the second book took me about 20 minutes uh the third book took me about a month and a half the fourth mm -hmm. book has taken me 
two months. I had another one in the works. I kept getting writer's blocks. I had to move on. That was taking months. Um, the book I wrote about grief took me 15 minutes. I just like, I have an idea. There's something that's there. And I, it's just like, you know, it's like zoom and it's like all, it's like tunnel vision. It's just it's what I see. And then I go through and do it and write it. Um, so, you know, that, then, that part is then you go through not, editing? No, I don't do the editing. I mean, I use Grammarly, you know, which mm -hmm. is, you can get online. I think I pay for it every year, but you, there's like a free version that does some stuff. And then my wife actually does my editing. Um, she's really good at Scrabble as well. So she can, you know, fix, uh, you know, the we, spelling. Uh, uh, Joe, we have to talk about the two new books you said about. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, share with us because it's more relevant to the current affairs. Um, I think uh, one is um, about the grief. The previous one you said is about you be yourself, something like that, is it? But, yeah, so it's called It's Okay to Be You. And the it's okay to book be right you. now is, yeah. And the other book right now is called The Grief Book. That's what I have it titled mm -hmm. as. I mean, I, it may not end up being called that. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to try some different approaches with how to get these out because with my other books, um, people will buy it as a gift or a baby shower or, you know, a holiday present. People aren't going to do that for grief. Right. And I don't want to produce and have thousands of books about grief in my garage trying to sell those. Like I want to make the content available, but I don't want to have it all, you know, same regard. So I don't know. And this, like I said, I'm always learning. I'm always trying to figure some of this stuff out. Um, that's why I said, like, I try to help people and, you know, I want people to help me, but it's like, I just, I've spent so much time learning the process and doing it. Like, I don't mind giving some tidbits here and there, but like, there's also an opportunity for me to make money off of my process to share with others. And, you know, I, I'm, I, again, you know, things, I sacrifice my time, I sacrifice being away from family to do this. So, it, you know, it's, it also has to make sense. Like, I want this to become, I'm trying to build something. You um, can, those, you can, I think you can uh, promote your book on grief in hospitals and orphanages. Like it could be a, it could be a giveaway gift or something instead of like a birthday gift. It could be like a, you know, like a, a donation or something because that way children that you want to read them would read them and they will not be offended also. You're, you're spot on. Um, and ironically, when I was at the hospital back in February having my son, uh, well, actually, my wife had him, but, you know, we were pregnant. Um, <laughs> I had time to um, go, like, walk around the hospital, you know, in those first days. So I went into the gift shops and I saw children's books in there. So mm -hmm. I went and I asked who's in charge, how they choose their books. Um, and I ended up meeting the, the lady who manages the gift shops, you know, and I think there's a handful of them. Um, and we get to talking and they end up, she ends up purchasing, um, my largest single order ever and for yeah. who's hoof and bagel book and has him in the hospital. However, while we were speaking, um, I, you know, I, I had the idea for it's okay to be you, but I had only written a little bit of it. And she was telling me, um, about her granddaughter who has, um, one of the, I don't know the correct terminology, but maybe one of the con conditions or um, that I was going to mention in the book and how there's not much in the way to represent, you know, what her granddaughter has. 
And so I shared the idea with her and she loved it. So, you know, I think it will be something to do with that. I mean, the hospitals would be a great place for grief. Um, I just, um, you know, I haven't gotten there yet. It used to be this, I could, you know, fly through this process and do it, but, you know, finding the illustrators for these things. And if that is the route I want to go, because if I, you know, producing this stuff, like a lot of times, you know, I mean, you know, most people, you got to find your own editor. You got to, you got to pay, so you got to pay an editor. You got to pay an illustrator. You got to find the production company. You got to pay for the books themselves and you got to pay for the shipping. And typically, you know, I did mine overseas um, and it's still expensive, you know, versus like doing it here. Um, like, I wish I could do it here for turnaround time, but it's significantly more expensive that I, ha you know, I do it overseas, but then that takes months and months and months to happen. So, um, you know, it's uh, again, it's an evolving process and I'm learning and, you know, going from there. Are you planning to get some kids read uh, It's Okay to Be You and the other book on grief? Do you plan to get any kids to read it or read to the kid to get some response? Do you do that kind of a thing before the book goes for publishing? Uh, do you uh, test the waters as in uh, get the young reader to listen yeah. to you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I did that, you know, it's typically with people that are closer to me because it's easily accessible. And, you know, some of my newer books, I've been like reading to people just to get their thoughts. And I've gotten like tears on these new ones from people, uh, which made me feel good that it, you know, went that well. So kids, yes. But what I will say about kids is that I could have the funniest things in the world to read to them. If they don't have pictures, it's hard for them to pay attention. Oh, you know? very so, true. They'll like it, um, you know, but, you know, if it's longer than, you know, their attention span is and look, I get it. I don't have a long attention span either. So, yeah, yeah, they need pictures. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and do you think like uh, see, the first book was on uh, hoops and the second was because these are two very visual, tangible things that. So that you could easily illustrate them, but when it comes to who you are, or like grief, they're very their emotions. They're much deeper than what you can signify through a drawing or an illustration. How do yeah. you think that can? Yeah. Did yeah, you so think that? One, that <laughs> no, that one's going to be. I mean, that's going to be a little tougher. Um, is there a know, story running uh, for the grief? And the, is there a story running for? It's okay to be you. And is there a story for their grief also? Is there a story behind yeah, so, so the grief book is shorter. Um, and my wife actually had the idea of having like, you know, some puppies going through some emotions or some dogs or something. Like mm -hmm. I, I've written I've written that one I don't know yet from an illustration. I haven't, you know, I haven't gotten that far with it. The it's okay to be you will, you know, it's gonna have kids that all look very different, you know, kids that are that are very that have grown to be very tall and kids that don't grow much at all and you know there's going to be it kids that are colors. yeah skin yeah. colors kids without limbs kids that are going through cancer you know all kinds of all kinds of stuff yeah i mean there's a story i mean i'd say it's it's kind of written the same way i mean the book is about um i'll tell you what here hang on one second and i will show you I'll read you the first two pages of what this this book sounds like, so you can maybe get an understanding if that's oh, sure. um, 
every night you go to sleep and the next day will be new, you will see all kinds of people, none of whom look exactly like you. Remember, it's okay to be you. We all come from different places. This means we're not all the same. Our differences are what make us special, just like each of our names. Remember, it's okay to be you. And then it goes through and it talks about all the different types of kids or scenarios or situations or whatever. Oh, so, okay. and at the end, it does round up to tell them like, you know, make, you know, let's make a new friend and teach each other that it's okay to be you. Like it let's essentially let's accept each other, you know, in our differences. Mm, really nice. Okay. Yeah. So I think now it's time for us to go to the next segment of I Loyal, which is at the world of W's. World of W's is like a set of W questions. Uh, it's it's for it's for the audience who couldn't sit through the entire session and they could just get the gist of the entire session from the short segment. That's the point of this. So this your answers may not have to be like descriptive or you don't have to go in depth. You can just give us like a gist. That that will be this uh, segment. I think I'll start with the first question. The first question is, um, um, I mean, when is your next book due? That will depend on if I do it myself or if I go a different route. If I do it myself, it'll probably be early next year. Um, if I get help and take a different platform, I don't know that answer yet. So uh, where can our audience find your work, like all your all your work? Is there, is there a place where all of your work is written yeah. one? Yes, you can go to com, which is my name and website. You can also go to etsy.com and find, uh, you can search by my name or by the book titles and you should be able to find everything there as well. Hmm. Why only children's books? Um, just for my style of writing. Um, it's short, easy, it's funny, it's witty, I can make it rhyme, and it's much easier to bring to life. Um, and it's for the, you know, somebody with the, you know, shorter attention span, whether it's for your car ride, going on a trip, if you're trying to help get the kid to bed, if you are doing something to help them learn or help them read. Um, and I think based on my skill set, the children's book is the, you know, world that I feel most comfortable in and capable in. Would you be taking up traditional publishing or, uh, you know, go to a publisher or an agency future or do you want to continue this No, I would definitely welcome that um, and going to a traditional publisher. I mean, that, you know, ultimately my goal is to get my books out to as many people as possible. Um, so I'm not afraid to ask for help. I just want to make sure I do my research and my homework and, and uh, you know, do it the right way. Yeah, how has your career, as a, I mean, as or your aspiring career as a rapper or a hip hop, uh, you know, a music artist helps you in writing this book, writing your books. Um, the ability to make things rhyme mm -hmm. um, has been like it's like a marriage. You know, like I just couldn't do it. Like I wouldn't be able to write these books without doing that. Um, and so it's you know it may be one of the if not the you know strongest elements in in the you know, providing the success for me to, to get these books out, bring them to life and sell them. Oh, how do you think uh, the world will be without creativity? <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> I mean, creativity is, is what makes us special. It's what makes each of us who we are. And I don't think there's a right or wrong to creativity. You know, everybody has their own way of addressing creativity. Some of us are writers. Some of us are musicians. Some of us, you know, like you know, to paint or draw, but yeah. 
you know, creativity is also starting a business, you know, coming up with an idea that makes something better. I mean, Jeff Bezos, you know, the, the guy started Amazon, creative guy. He came up with this, you know, um, you know, Bill Gates and, and um, you know, the team from, um, you know, Apple and all this, you know, people who created the Internet and people who created the iPad and the iPhone and, you know, the person who created TV, you know, um, the guy who created light bulb. I mean, everything is creativity. Yeah. So I don't think our world would be where we are without it. Mm -hmm. Thank you for answering that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. If you have a few, if you can give a few uh, final passing words to our audience who are aspiring writers who would want to be children's book writers, and if you could share with us how the session went and how did you like it. Advice I would give to people. The first thing I tell people is believe in yourself. The second thing I tell somebody is write the book. Stop mm -hmm. worrying about everything else. It doesn't have to be perfect. You can find somebody to fix it. You can find somebody to edit it. You can find somebody to draw the images. You can find somebody to help you bring it to life. Just write it. It's you. It's your mind. It's your idea. It's your creativity. And you never know what an impact it will make on the people around you or, you know, the world itself. So put it, you know, for lack of better terms, put the pen to paper, make it happen. Take your time. It gets tough. You know, you may it may come quickly to you. It may take forever. And there's no right or wrong. I mean, there, you know, especially in the children's book world, there are books about everything and some are good and some are bad. And that's all open for interpretation. And the bad ones still sell hundreds <laughs> of thousands, of copies, you know, and, and sometimes the good ones don't sell at all. Um, so it's crazy how that works, but just do it. Um, and, um, you know, ask for help, you know, be persistent. Um, positively persistent, but, you know, be humble. Don't assume you know everything um, because you'll, you know, sometimes you might miss out by thinking you do. And then to answer your question, you know, I think the segment was great. You know, I love the rapport. I love having a conversation versus me just like telling everything. Like I like the questions. I think that's key, um, you know, and let me know when it's out and about and ready to share and some more images and I'll put it on my social media and how people can, um, you know, contact it. But Feel free to use me as a resource, share my story. If you ever want me to come back on or, um, you know, want updates about things, just let's continue to stay in touch. I'm friendly. Yes, you yes, know, I don't, yes. I don't sure. fight. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm thankful for the opportunity to be on here. You know, any opportunity like this to share my story, what I'm doing, I, I always yes, feel is. Um, yes, yes. Is, Do you know, connect. Yeah. Keep connected. Thank you. Thank Keep. you so much. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you. thank you. Thank you for gracing.